Aaron, it's been a hard week. Let's get blackout drunk. No, Connor, we cannot get blackout drunk. It's, we're doing B30A now. Oh, it'll be fine, right? No, before 30 after. We have to be good. God, this is no fun. Hola, listeners. So this was supposed to be a single finale episode. What ended up happening is I talked to Oliver and we got rambling and it took a long time, like an hour and a half, something like that. And I cut it down and it was still like an hour long. So I figured, why not just make this two parts of a finale? Like, why not? Who cares? If you want to hear Oliver talk, well, congratulations. You can just skip this episode and go straight to Aaron's finale. So without further ado, here is Oliver and I talking about the podcast and what it meant to us. Welcome to the finale of B30A. Uh, We have two parts of this episode we're going to do. I'm with Oliver currently at the Nate Squared studio. I was expecting a studio with uh, stands and dedicated... Studio equipment. It's a computer. It's your, this is your house. Well, you it's know, just your house. Like we're at a kitchen table for like, for a swan song. This is this is fitting. I think maybe. I don't know. I had such high hopes. It sounded so good, and this sounds pretty solid. I'm pretty sure. I have coffee. That's all I care about. And I mean, uh, there's coffee everywhere. <laughs> no, there's not. You lie. Yeah, I would be everywhere if there's coffee everywhere. I love coffee. That doesn't even that doesn't even make any sense. That makes zero sense. How can you be in? You're not Jesus. You're not baby Jesus rocking rocking in a crib. What's it called? Omnipresent. Omnipresent. Yeah, omnipresence. Yeah, you're not that. I've got that. You're Mm -hmm. you're not. It's it's not not a thing. That it's not a thing. This. So we are going to dive into what the podcast has done as a whole. Oliver has listened to all the episodes, at least in some regard, and he has some thoughts about them. And then we're going to examine. The effectiveness of a 30-day challenge. This was originally, from what I understand, supposed to be just the other half of my challenge. But um, as we know from earlier episodes, if anyone's listened, the um, problem was is that I ended up cutting my hand open pretty That's badly. A great point. I forgot that we, you got, we didn't go into that except for maybe you know, in a minute at the very end of one podcast. Yep. You, we, you, we did a whole first before of a challenge where you're going to do physical exercise and then you went and forgot to wear gloves and cut open your hand to the point that you needed surgery. Yep. Kind of put a damper on that uh, whole thing. How's your hand doing? You're not wearing a cast. That's good. Yeah. I had a lot of physical uh, therapy. I'm supposed to be wearing a brace every once in a while. I just do it for work. But besides that, I'm able to really use my entire hand again. So get some fun scars. It looks like (laughs) the the one on the front, that one on the the palm and the one on the back of the hand. There's no on the palm. There's not. That's not like not right at the the base of the middle finger. No, that's a a blister. You're just a gross. That's a dirty blister. That's disgusting. (laughs) It's not good, dude. Like you get washed. I was working on a car today and I forgot to wash my hands. You're right. What's my bad? When did you work on the car? Uh, How many hours ago was that? It was not even an hour ago, probably. This is like before you came over. I was messaging you and rushing back here at the same time because I was like, oh, shit, I got to do that thing. We've been fucking off for a long time. Like, what? Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, go wash your hands. You know. I'll wait. I'll wait right here. Go ahead. Go wash your hands. This is- you know, I'm taking this with me. I don't. I don't know this if you is, got the, uh, the cord for it. Oh no! Oh, no, barely. we do. I was uh, definitely we have wrong. The cord. Definitely enough cord there. Hold on, I got to figure uh, out how much. Oliver do this. washes his hands. I want to thank you guys for listening. It's uh, been very interesting so far. Listen to people, the challenges, the hurdles that they like to overcome. 
setting themselves goals. I hope you guys have taken something with you in this podcast. Oh, good. It's good. Thank Car God. doesn't Thank get you. much cleaner now than you're this. Put, that's my microphone that you've just got in your shirt like an animal. <laughs> what are you, a kangaroo? You yes, I am. It was impressive. Okay, so you have listened to all the episodes. What did you think? Yeah, um, I, I've definitely listened to pretty much all of them, I believe. I gave a couple minutes in some of them, unfortunately. but uh, That is so mean. Your Brothers um, was an excellent podcast, <laughs> and you just shit all over it. Yep. That was his. No, no, it wasn't his. Uh, I just people I didn't really know. Like I, I skipped through some of them, um, and got to the good juicy parts. Like when I heard enough of the beginning, I was like, okay, I want to know how it finishes. Okay, so what, what do you remember most about the podcast? Like what, what, what did you take away from it? Uh, generally, what I took away with it is, it, everyone kind of varies on how much their ability can perform. Like generally how much horrible sense may you want to rephrase <laughs> that and try again like how how much you can actually do how much you potentially are able to do it it kind of gave me this idea of not I, like i could go cheesy and be like how much the human spirit can endure but not really it's more of what you're willing to try and how much you're actually willing to do the the drastic level of compensation that you feel you're able to achieve versus how much is realistically possible for you go on a better one would be blues that i really remembered and i I know there's probably a lot of other people who listen to blues if you didn't get a chance to this is this is like a recap go back go back and listen to that one it was good it was pretty entertaining it was wholesome it was nice um and I think that one was one that was, I think it was abstaining, but... No, he was doing, he was a doer. He, he was doing what, He needed to sit down and listen to music. Right, he had to force day. himself to get into the, the place and time to, to focus and actually put effort into understanding the music he was listening to, rather than just passively letting it drone on in the background. That's what it was. Mm. That was what was important to him. And th- that was one of those where I was like, I think he'd be able to do it from what he sounds like. He sounds like a reasonable person who'd be able to do it. And he was, but the challenges that he put forth to, or that were put forth to him, like actually forcing himself to get into those time zones and to actually take hold of the time he had to do that, that was what was interesting to me. That was the juicy bit of it. Let's kind of break in some of these statistics. Let's work into this stuff. So we had a total, when you combine Aaron and myself's challenges, which we wrapped up in the last episode, we had a total of 24 challenges. Wow. The win-fail ratio between the two challenges was exactly one-to-one. Huh. So as many people won as they did fail. So 50% <laughs> rate... That would, the only thing we can take from this data is if you have someone do a challenge and they get to choose the challenge with a reasonable kind of parameters, yeah. they have a 50% success rate. Yeah. That, like, that, that's the chance they'll succeed. Kind of low. I, it's honestly kind of high in my opinion. <laughs> I figure it'd be even lower. But that means any person you talk to and they go like, no, I'm going to succeed at this. I'm going to be really good. 50% chance they're giving you just... Nothing. Like yeah. it's, it's just full of shit. I mean, if you like, like met them off the street and never knew who they were, and they just yeah. told you, I'm going to do this, and you're just like, cool, dude, okay. Oh, I think like, those people are like 80 to 90% <laughs> going to fail. Like, why are you talking about it? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I don't know you. That's why true, Why should too. I give a shit? Uh, now, we had two different types of challenges. They always broke down into two. That was the things where you abstained from something, 
and the things that you did had to do something every single day, most of them fell under the you had to do something every day. Mm. And the two statistics are, if you abstained, there was a win-to-fail ratio of two to one. You had twice as much... What would you, what would you twice as likely. You were twice as likely yeah. able to succeed at your challenge if you were doing an abstain challenge. So it was like, I don't want to drink any alcohol for 30 days. Yeah, you got a two-to-one chance you'll fail. Yeah. A 67% chance you'll succeed. I can't do that math in this next one. <laughs> the, the numbers are too weird. Yeah. If you wanted to do something, like uh, I'm going to, I stretched for 30 days every single day for 30 days. You had seven of the challenges succeeded. Ten of them failed. Hmm. Yeah. That's so it's obviously easier just to abstain, which was brought up in, I think, in a previous podcast. It's way easier to abstain because you're not yeah. dedicating any of your time. You're an adult. You have to go do a job. You have responsibilities. There's errands to run. Fitting 30 minutes or an hour or something every single day is rough. When you're abstaining, you don't have to do anything of that. You just have to white-knuckle the pain and you know, really you can throw on some shitty addiction Definitely. Just to deal with, like, I don't want to drink anymore, so I'm just going to do meth for 30 days. And that's not a work. good idea. That'll probably work. That's a good, that, that's a, an example. You're, you have a 67% chance you'll succeed. Well, the, that's our data. That's our small, our small pool of data, granted, but 24 is better than nothing. I was just thinking about that. That's interesting. Like, what is the most, because uh, abstaining, you know, that, that generally does deal with addiction, right? Right. Like, there's pretty much nothing else besides addiction that abstaining deals with. Something that you are partial to doing every single day whether you want to or not self-motivated challenges yeah now with that being the case that it's a lot more likely to succeed at abstaining why is it society is focused more on the like the um the absence of doing things like drugs uh doing things like um alcohol you know drinking alcohol things that are addictions why are we so much more focused on helping those people instead of helping people that help people to do things i have no idea what you're talking about so rephrase the question so let's say that you go out to like even driving around you see billboards for stop smoking don't do drugs double a um help things that sort actual fundamental not really businesses um non-profitable organizations that have been set up to help people stop doing things it's incredibly difficult for people to stop doing those things but on the other side of the spectrum, where it's the do, helping people get exercise, helping people get fit, helping people get into college, into jobs, it doesn't seem like it's focused as hard, I guess, because those people don't look like they need as much help or something else. It's, it's kind of interesting to see. Your question, I feel like your questions are bouncing around because like, why, don't, like, why are people focusing on the abstaining aspect? Because the abstaining, as the data shows, has a much likely much more likelihood chance of succeeding. Yeah. yeah. So it's much more useful. Whereas you're telling someone to do do things, then you're more likely to fail. It's most likely to be a, a just a money sink. In that yeah. makes sense. Okay. What would probably be a better idea for companies trying to advertise to have you do stuff like go exercise every day. Probably, I think a better idea would be finding, associating the reasons that you do need to exercise as a coping mechanism. Like, Mm. why are you sitting around watching TV or playing video games and just eating trash food? Like, stop eating trash food every (laughs) day. Stop watching TV every day. And then you'll be forced, your your body will be fucking jittery and be like, I got to go fucking do something. What am I going to do? Hey, 
your uh, tried CrossFit. Or jiu-jitsu? Pillow jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Jiu-jitsu? You ever thought about you that? It? You live next to a jiu-jitsu gym. It's down the street. You told me that one's terrible. I thought I thought I heard something about it It's being better bad. than nothing because That's right true. now you're doing nothing. No, I'm doing things. I'm, I'm yeah, doing I think hard manual weight. labor. I think, I think you've lost I'm weight. Right? But cool. I think. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm, put think. I'm wearing casual. black clothes. Black clothes obviously conceal a lot of weight problems. But yeah. Yeah, I'm looking intently now and hey, it's still... Yeah, it's hard to tell. It was winter when I looked last, and it was winter. Clothing. I was hibernating. <laughs> I was uh, hibernating as a bear, probably. I don't know. But I think that's what we can take from the data, that it's it's more... Well, see, that that's more shame-based, though. you got to think about it, because if you're shaming people, like, why are you fucking sitting on the couch all day, you worthless piece of shit? I feel like it's hard to be like, hey, you should abstain from being fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't do that. But at the same time, you can say, hey... Well, that's the idea. Like, the people aren't fat because... It's normally not genetic. Like when we're talking yeah. fat, fat, we're not like not everyone has Cushing's. Some people mm-hmm. have genetic problems that predisposes yeah. them to them. There's a dude in jujitsu. His name's JC. He it looks like he's got an extra weight. He will crush you like a can. He is so strong. He is Jesus. when you think of like mesomorph. He is the absolute definition of that. Nice. And I think he's got a like genetic disposition to put on more fat and more muscle so Hmm. that's not everyone has that though some people i know plenty of people that were very skinny there was a girl that uh i knew when i was 20 and there's pictures of her weighing like 115 pounds and then now she weighs 280 and so yeah what happened there it wasn't genetics no we can't argue that it was her sitting around doing nothing yeah. Over over time, over time, and you have to realize that it's the over time that's killing you, and that's you need to abstain from whatever that is and p- put it some other direction. That would be more successful based on our data than saying, "Look, you just need to go out and do lunges every day." I guess that's a really good, like, interesting takeaway. That's that's really strong because of the not only the data that we have that's not necessarily the strongest, but just because you can see it in examples in everyday life. It's it is easier to abstain. So therefore, if you want to do something, if you want to get something done, try and work it around to abstaining whatever it is that you want to get done. Yes, but at the same time, shaming does it. It kind of works. It doesn't work well. No. I mean, well, hold on a sec. Just a quick sec. Because in Japan, one of the major things that happens... Japan has a really high, like, child suicide rate. Yeah, that's also true. Like, it's more than double. That's also true. America, so... But they're also very skinny. And that's because they shame each other. But the shame also ends up causing them to kill each other. (laughs) Or themselves. Shame your your entire family. Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Good movie. I've not seen it. I wonder what their obesity rate is in Japan now. It's, is it risen? No, it's it's still incredibly low. Huh. They do have a lot more people indoors that don't like. There's this whole culture of yeah, I know that. keeping them inside. Yeah. but it doesn't mean that they've gotten any larger. They've actually probably gotten skinnier because of what their parents can feed them since they're not taking care of themselves. But from what I've seen, it's they still shame each other. And the obesity hasn't risen because they don't have the same kind of diets that we do here. They eat a lot more rice. They don't eat as much bread. Um, They eat a lot more vegetables and fish. They don't eat as much heavier meats like fat on chicken and fat on uh, beef. It's they're a lot more lean foods, and it's really interesting. That's fine. Like that's it's okay to eat. It is okay to eat. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's it's the sugar that really kills you. Sugar and the the, the deep carbs. I have to. I mean, it's like they eat right. They don't eat bread. They eat rice. It's like the same fucking thing. 
Well, the way that enriched the, white rice, the gluten, the way that the gluten metastasizes or turns into gluten from from the very small understanding. Don't take me as a professional, but from the understanding, this I is have, your professional opinion. <laughs> this is my non-professional opinion. Oh, yes. Um, but well, co- com- continue. Well, I was just gonna say that the way that glute, gluten metastasizes inside your body and the way that it, rice does it, gluten breaks down in a in a highly more complex fashion that is hard to unlock just through regular metabolism whereas rice it still breaks down as a complex starch but it doesn't it doesn't cause the body any more trouble getting it back to a state where it can use it as energy whereas gluten does well i'm okay there's the thing i'm getting confused i'm not i don't know shit about gluten i just know basic carbs there's short chain carbs and long chain carbs that's why people eat oats yeah because it's a long chain carb and takes it's a long time to digest whereas you just eat like a donut with the delicious yet full of poison donut yeah because you just pretend it's poison and then it works the shaming works really the shaming if you shame donuts then you don't want to eat the donuts that's yeah that's true mm-hmm. that's true yeah they're pretty just, bad just go in there and just go up to quick trip and you look at all the donuts like wow look at all the choices of death god you could fucking kill me with cancer so could you you all are just harbingers of doom can i just take stickers and put them on the qt cabinets that say poison just you just have poison on there with little skulls on it you know the people who work at quick trip are usually in pretty good shape and i think they'd have a kick out of it there's some that are lately i've been seeing some that aren't like they used to hire just really good people in like good shape yeah but lately i've been like seeing the people there and they're I'm not going to say like I'm the bastion of beautiful masculinity and like, you know, I'm not like super don't body shame yourself. I mean, I agree with I'm, you, but I'm don't body <laughs> shame yourself. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not as heavy as some of those guys. Like the last three times I've been to a quick trip is, is either an overweight girl or overweight guy. But at the same time, they get traded out quickly enough that it might go back to being the other way around. Who knows? Yeah. But you can probably get away with it at least once. And then people like get out of our store. And it's not be upset, and then you'd have to go on that quick trip again. You th- think it's Hooters? You think it's like Hooters, where they take a picture of you before and they compare you to it? That's what they do at Hooters. Do they? Yes. Yeah, they take I a picture. Not know if that. you get far enough away from your uh, picture, they'll give you a quick review oh. and be like, "Unfortunately, we might not be able to keep you around." Can you agree? That's rough. It's pretty rough, but girls sign up for that. So I haven't been to Hooters, and we had like they they bought some fun sponsorship stuff at our company so we went there for that and before that i have no idea the last time i was at hooters yeah i know it was me and brandon what's the, i don't understand like what's the what's the appeal i guess like it's you buy f- shitty sports bar food yep. and there's sports on the tv mm-hmm. and there's women in short shorts there you go and just Bam. tight kind of tight white Shirts like you, that's you are now the uh executive uh Hooters like person because let's say you're in a boardroom and that's what you tell them like look we're gonna have shitty food that cost us nothing to make and free sports on the TV that are that everyone loves but here's the kicker we got hot girls and then you're like oh my gosh no we need that this guy's gonna be we need to promote him this is brilliant and that's what happened that's hooters i need to look up hooters business plan like, what their <laughs> history was like when did they decide to go with that they had to record them they've, yeah. they've like they have the little recording thing early because the, the hooters thing is like why would you say hooters why would you call your place hooters yeah yeah that's like 1950s like twin peaks <laughs> why would you call it twin peaks well i mean that one's a little more obvious 
like Hooters, well, you know, it's like, well, what is, it's an owl. Like, what does that mean for, what does that well, mean for burgers? Bird. It doesn't mean shit. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't, like, no one would put that. If it was boobs, they would absolutely know what that means. Yeah. And if it was Twin Peaks, like, obviously, Twin Peaks, who gives a shit? Like, oh, it's just an homage to that old sci fi show in the 80s. <laughs> That's why we sell sports bar food. No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I want to, I got at least Wikipedia it. What the fuck are we talking about? Let's get back on. Let's get back on task here. All right, you got many written notes. What's your notes about? So there was a couple episodes that I had you particularly in, and I guess this is I don't know, like this is a weird sort of because you were you were one of the main hosts. You were the main host basically, um, and I know Aaron's going to be on later. But um, so I'm com- I'm confused. What's your th- what's, what are you talking about? I've seen your notes. And I don't know what they're about. Like why are we talking about these notes? So the reason that we're talking about these notes is, um, I kind of wanted to go over kind of some of the philosophy and I, like the the general armchair philosophy of this podcast. That was what really interested me about the whole the whole thing at the beginning because when i when okay. i first heard about this podcast i was like this is interesting it's it's basically saying you're going to do a challenge and you're going to have a reward or a failure um that being the case uh the reward or punishment system is something we've heard about with pavlovian theory and the dogs you know the pavlov yeah. dog you know, rewarding them for doing good things, a punishing them for doing different. bad things. Yeah, but yeah, like good things and bad things. But that's over time, though. Uh, that's a, s- as a habit. Like that's some more of it. A, the idea of like the Pavlovian response is like you have a, a great example is you have a kid and a clown like see a clown, and yeah. then every time they see the clown, someone yells or smashes something, and eventually yeah. they just show the clown. Without the smashing noises and scares the kid, and the kid just scares scare the clown. The Pavlov, the whole thing is like the kid getting afraid of the clown. That's a really simple way of doing it. I, actually, this is really interesting because I like that's I, far more advanced than what we're doing. This is actually tied in. Um, I read up about how this works because abstaining abstaining actually has to, a lot to do with this. And uh, one of the great books that I was doing quite a bit of reading on um, up to this point was there's a book called The Power of Habit. And it talked about how, you know, lead and lag. You heard that term, lead and no. lag. Um, whenever you've got something that leads or comes before something else, it is said that that thing, that thing that leads before it, is what causes the other thing. Like, let's say that A becomes before B, thing A comes before thing B, thing A is the cause of thing B, right? And lagging is whenever something is on the back end a is before b now i know that doesn't make much sense it doesn't um, make any sense I'm gonna, a was before b in both those cases right right right. you're calling it lead and lag that's that's the idea is, is this a, what you're trying to find you're, you have cause and effect and you're trying to dictate what is the cause what is the effect cause and effect is a good term for it as well sure that's not how they did it in the power of habit that's that's why i had it okay there um so in in the terms of the pavlovian theory and just general understanding and learning habit. When you were saying that the child got to a point where the clown was all that was needed to scare him, not the loud noises, not anything else. Yeah. That was because the reaction, the actual feeling of fear came before the clown stepped into the room or as soon as he was knowing it was coming, the fear came immediately. Nothing had to happen. It was the actual sight of the clown that caused it. 
But previous to that, the kid would see the clown, then something would happen, and then it would scare the kid. But now, because of Pavlovian theory and how your brain works and how shortcuts happen in your brain, the kid would immediately feel the fear as he saw the clown. There wouldn't need to be a crash. There wouldn't need to be a bang. Uh, Another way this happened was they had in the the power of habit, women would see on TV that they should use for breeze as a way to clean their house. Like it was the last thing they should do in cleaning their house. And the feeling of getting something clean was after they got it clean, right? You know, the, the feeling, the good feeling, the reaction, the addiction was kind of after they got something clean. So, you're trying, so they tried to uh, connect the idea of being clean with Febreze. I've heard, I've heard those things, and I, yes. I don't know how you prove those. Those are, that seems like soft sciences for that. I know Febreze is very successful. What's a brand that's competition with Febreze, like Pledge? Maybe. Pine Soul? Like, I don't, well, Pine, Pine Soul? Like I, their marketing budgets are basically zero. Yeah. Like there's also that. Yeah. Like, there's no, when, when you talk of Febreze, it's like, oh, we're, we're, Making Febreze equal to cleaning. So when they're like, oh, I need to clean. I need to go get, where's my Febreze? Like, I think Formula 409, because that's, the, you yeah. know, kill everything needs to die. That's why you use clean. And it's it's one of those things where your immediately thought is that. You don't think about how your room's going to be clean afterwards. It's the feeling immediately that I need this thing. Nor do I even equate Febreze to cleaning. It's always like covering up disgusting shit. It's always you that's spray true. it. Like I never, I don't have a single product that uses Febreze. That's true. Yeah. I think if, if that was their idea, it was a massive failure because like we're in middle America where... No one, it's like just nothing but housewives and sadness out here. And <laughs> yep. No, not once is Febreze like introducing. I, I, yeah. I see house cleaners like every other day, not house cleaners, the people that clean the offices at my work. See Febreze anywhere. It's it's in the product. It's like subliminally in there. They're in the background, they're shadows. They no, we you- have, we use Febreze to cover up the shit smell. Like that's very real. I well, see that every day. Febreze is the name of the company, there's a different name for the company. It's like it's the P and G. Yeah, the same people who Procter make, and Gamble. Yeah, like it's it's just like the same people who make uh, fucking Hidden Valley Ranch are the same people who make Clorox. It's you know you won't you won't know it until you look into it, but it's true. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty terrible. Um, but yeah, that being said, it was when I was doing my challenge. Uh, the reason that I brought this up was as I was abstaining from using the internet. Instead of when I when I would feel bored, normally the the human way of doing something is I would feel bored and then I would feel like I need something to do and then I would feel like looking around to get something to do and I'd feel like getting up and going somewhere. You know, I would have many different options. My brain would go through a, a ton of different options. But when habits form and whenever say they're negative habits or positive habits form, your brain is basically forcing a connection to something immediately so that way you always do that thing. Yeah. I it, feel like we're over-intellectualizing a very simple concept. It's a habit. Right. And in basically, the, way, the reason that this 30-day challenge works in a weird way is because you're in in motion forcing those connections to happen. You're either forcing them to change, forcing yourself to do something else because you can't you can't force your brain to break memories. You can't force your brain to 
break those connections. You have to change it to something else. You absolutely have to. It's not because it's easier. It's not like, oh, I want to stop doing smoking. So instead, I'm just going to get toothpicks and chew on toothpicks. So that way it's easier to quit smoking. No, no, no. You are forcing your brain to change that reactionary feeling, that that immediate change to I am I need a cigarette because I'm anxious to I need a toothpick because I'm anxious. You're forcing that connection to work differently. Yeah, you, you should you, know, you should just force your brain not to have those things. You should you make wish the next that step. Like it's like you have a the toothpick. It's like, well now you have a toothpick. Now you got this thing in your hand. Yeah, you do you're the chewing toothpick. on it. You're chewing on it basically. You're using it to chew like on a toddler, you know, chews on a pacifier and you well, you know, it's whatever you got to do to break that habit, but you're not really breaking it. You're forcing a different way around it. I'll tell you what has been rough that I did not realize until I would go and ed- edit these episodes. Vape pens. Vape Awful. pens? Oh, because of the... Yeah, because it's, it's usually done right in the microphone. Talk about something. Talk about something you enjoy. How do you get rid of the... How do you get rid of the sound? What do you do? Nothing. You can't do anything. Oh you just, it's just there. It's just there. Vape uh, pens, they make you look like they do in memes on the internet. Really? It's not good. Yeah. It makes you look like that through sound. The vape that, god. Go, mm. Yeah. Maybe you should take that fedora off. It's like, I'm not wearing a fedora. Maybe you should probably just stop using that vape pen. That's what it is. It's the vape pen, not the fedora. But still, yeah, it's terrible. It's... Uh, but it's There's the new it's the new cigarettes. We yeah. moved they say that whatever uh the current villain dies an older or uh sorry a more powerful one arises in its place. And I think that's what's happened with cigarettes. Is we've got a villain that's died. The FDA got them to force to say that they have killed people and that they have not warned about the cancer properly. Yeah. And now we've got a new one rising up and it is the vape. And who knows how bad it is? Well, There's nobody knows how bad it is. Yeah. It could be really better. It really could be better. It's far less nicotine. Yeah, sometimes. It's water vapor. Sometimes. Some, some people do a lot more vic- nicotine. They're showing that the people actually increase their nicotine amount because it's easier to... Uh, it's Instead of a pack of cigarettes where you can actually see how much you're using, Yeah, um, you're just... It's a liquid. It's like it's not. You don't see it. You don't see the liquid until it's gone. Yeah, but look, 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 these people that are doing that. There's a lot yeah. of people that are, are getting so much nicotine from their vape pen that it's like I think it would have been anything at that point because they're immediately shamed. True. Vape pens have all like they were not shamed in like the first two years they exist. Now they're just like, dude. Yeah. Back the fuck off on that vape pen. Like, okay. Jesus, like poop, poop, sucking on that robot dick. <laughs> yes. Like, they're universally shamed. Whereas you know. Cigarettes were lauded cool. for decades. Yeah, yeah. It's still they still kind of seem still cool. Like to kids. You're it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, you probably shouldn't do it because it's fire and it's you, you know you look really badass with a gun smoke. in your hand shooting it in the middle of a crowd. But <laughs> yes, like, not in the middle of a crowd, but like in the middle, like <laughs> it's the middle of a crowd. All right, all right, oh, calm man, down there. Like fucking Clint Eastwood, it's a bad idea. You don't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you got someone shooting up a crowd, evidently. Do they look cooler with a cigarette or without a it's cigarette? a crowd of terrorists. <laughs> yeah, it better of be. known evil terrorists with no civilians anywhere near it. <laughs> no no children of... anywhere near it. No one, no one that's innocent anywhere near it, of course. Is it a crowd of 
like time traveling Vikings that don't have other weapons, but they just want to maraud and pillage the land, and you just like mow them down with a, an AK forty seven. Vikings, <laughs> Vikings are in right now. You're gonna get a lot of hate for that. I don't know why Vikings are in right now. It's weird. Vikings, the show, it came out at the same time as the Bible did, and there was a competing like which show is better, and Vikings won. Yeah, well, because it's not religious. I mean, sort of. You've got oh, the Nordic the religion. Good. Like I hear it was a good show. It didn't hmm. last as long, and it was you know like. <laughs> I think they got called on because Satan looked like Obama. I was like, really? He did? That's, it kind of looked like Obama. It kind of looked like Obama. Wow. I mean, Obama was president. But yeah. Wow. That's that's kind of upsetting. I mean, but, I mean, why are you surprised? No one should be surprised. Because Zero people should be surprised. You make about the that. evil villain black. It was. That's, they were doing it, like everyone was black. Everyone was brown in the show. Oh, everyone was. Yeah, it was okay, like the Middle mind. East. It was the Middle East. I think. Oh, I, I think Jesus was brown. I think. I'm not he, positive. He needs to be. But yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Okay, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. But was, I was worried Satan that it was, was like, like the dark old... black. But he had like the same head shape and ears. It was like. Mm, mm, That's what I was thinking. Is Obama? <laughs> I was thinking that like everyone is like white besides the the main oh, villain who looks like Obama, just like a <laughs> African black guy just. <laughs> Yo, what's up? You want some weed? (laughs) And he's like, no, it's Satan. He's got weed. We can tell. I can smell it. That'd be a good show. Like, just a parody of the Jesus story that's ridiculous. To get back on point, to get back on point, Oliver, we went off on a tangent there. So, I was looking at some of my notes that I had taken, some statistics, if you will, and I I notched down some of these ideas if you're going to make a 30-day challenge. You have to consider uh, tangible motivation. Like, mm. are you motivated mm. to actually do this? I've done, how many did I do? Four challenges? Five challenges? Yeah. yeah. The studying one was a waste of time. Yeah. What, what, what I would say is 30-day challenges are mostly a waste of time. Unless mm. you've got some sort of arching continuance with it, 30 days isn't going to do shit. And yeah. I think there's a lot of science. I'm not 100% sure. I've seen people like, oh, you need to do six weeks of challenge before you actually do thing. You need 90 days. There's no fine number of what it is. It's the science around that is worse than I hear of how many reps do you need to do a drill in jujitsu before you really get it. And mm. it was like somewhere between 750 and a thousand. It's like, there's a 250 <laughs> rep range and that's better math, better statistics yeah. than this. Yeah. There's no real way to say what is a habit. You need to have the motivation to continue such a thing to make it a habit. Because that's it's a long you're depending on how old you are and how deeply ingrained mm-hmm. that thing is. Like it is so much variability. You need to have the tangible motivation. Emily did she's she wanted to be a vegetarian and she yeah. was like, Man, I think I'm gonna try being at some point, but I really just don't like those cows in factory farming. Mm-hmm. She likes uh, she doesn't eat cows. But uh that's one of the things you have a reasonable goal. Nathaniel, his hour a day writing challenge. How yeah. did that pan out? When did he actually? How? When did you realize it was terrible for him? Uh, I. It was like the fifth or sixth day that he was staying up late to do it. That I was like, "This is not going to work out." <laughs> yeah, he's he's just trying to get it in, but it's because I, I went back to my Google documents and I had some of his pages, and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't him." I mean, forcing creativity like that is probably not. I, you could you can do it if you really wanted to put effort towards it, but it doesn't help. He didn't have the motivation. He didn't have the motivation. Like, why was he doing it? Like, it wasn't. He told me right. why, but it wasn't like. Didn't seem like you're you're chomping at the bit to get after it, and you gotta you gotta force it in your mind as 
like a reason to survive yeah, to really get something like that done. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be a huge, huge deal. Like you have to be yeah. insulting God by yes. not doing the thing. Yeah. And then, uh, one thing, the, the one I was most proud were the, um, my sister, she did, I'm going to write like a paragraph a day and I internally scoffed at it. And like, she's not, and it, she ended up writing way more than that every time. Wow. And I was like, nice. Oh wow. That's like, that is not what I expected. Huh. So, and that is what I wanted. She set a goal that she could accomplish that she knew about herself. It was like, if I can just start, I can continue because I've done this before. I know how my mind works because hmm. she knew who she was. It was an intelligent decision and a wise decision. Uh, who else did that? Uh, Leo did that. Leo, he did cal- calligraphy. I don't know if he just got yeah. obsessed. He did six hours of calligraphy one time. Like, gee, God damn, dude. Wow. Six hours in one setting? Isn't that a bit much? No. Out, apparently not. Apparently not. Bailey would come in and say, hey, you're, what do you want to... You haven't eaten. Like, <laughs> damn. You should eat. I, I don't know what that's... That's crazy. That's, intense. that's intense. awesome. But they set themselves standards that mm. they could do. Mm. Uh, another one to look at. Time. Lydia, who is... Let's see who we have here. I'm thinking she might be the most accomplished. Like she's the most adult of the adults. Yeah. She's uh, in college. She's had many careers. She's researching. She's doing medical field. Yeah, is definitely a hard field. profession to she's go into. She's doing biology, but she's doing yeah. um, what the fuck is it? Research. She's just doing research. She's part of a team plus college plus work. Yeah. Was, she's working her ass. She's hustling out there. Yeah. An hour of reading a day. Didn't have it. Didn't no. have the time. Mm-hmm. And she was pushing real hard. She, she was getting it done, mostly. But then it came for the holiday, which is the second, the second thing on here, is 30 days of constant work. There's usually some sort of holiday in it. Yeah, not an official one. holiday. Not like Christmas. Birthdays, you know. It's just like, I got to go to where my family's going to go visit. It's just for like a reunion or something. And like those yeah. three days, I got to work in my thing like oh no you got a a plan for those two things time and that combined you have to plan you have to know and that goes back once again to the motivation (laughs) you have to practically be insulting god by not doing these things yeah where where does the motivation come from like that's a a huge question that's a you know maybe jordan peterson's so popular right now yeah because he put a book out called maps of meaning yeah. If you know what, if you have beliefs and what beliefs are to you, then you will obviously do that. You're to it. not follow your beliefs is to insult God, hmm. kind of thing. Now I don't, I don't know if that's true. There's a lot of people argue a lot of pseudoscience. I'm not, a, I'm not a scientist. I'm kind of a scientist. I'm not a scientist. I don't Get care there. enough to look into it. It sounds like it's. I mean, it's living or doing something for something greater than oneself you know yeah like being able to to do something that's not just for you but if you feel like it's greater than yourself if you're putting it out there to being other people that you're going to disappoint other things out there that are more important because that's my that was my thought process through the whole thing when i was doing it i was like if i'm not doing or if i'm like going on the internet i immediately fail to people that not only do i appreciate and look up to but people that are important to me. So it's not just for me anymore. It's for other people. And so if you're if you're going into this, I think one of the things that really put a lot of people into the successful range was that they were looking into this probably more as I'm doing this for others, not myself. 
Yeah, but when you're doing personal challenges, how do you find, how do you bridge that gap? It's not, you True. can't, not, the only thing, it's not the only thing you can do is altruistic ideas. Like, if you want to yeah. get into shape, that has almost nothing to do with other people other than yourself. Unless, unless you're doing unless it for your partner or, or your partner yeah. or something. People do it all the time. Yeah. And so you have to find something within you that makes you, I'd say that's where spite works so well. Spite, if you get in a breakup and then like, oh, fuck that, fuck that motherfucker. I'll show him or her. See, you're still doing it for them or that other person. You're like, I'm going to show them. They're going to see me that's and it's point. going to be incredible. That's a good point. is like, I'm going to fucking win this breakup. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how I'll ever yeah. measure this, but it's not going to be called into question. I'm going to feel ruin successful. Your shit. Yeah, exactly. You can't, I don't think you can ever do anything and be like, I'm going to feel better about this because you'll feel better not doing it. It's almost automatically. At least in the immediate, immediately. Like, yeah. That's, that's, it's the ultimate problem. See, I've always been, you know, epiphanies put people to do things. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like they're, basi- they're basically nothing. Nothing really happens in epiphanies. <laughs> they're not. Yeah. You don't, but a lot of people don't change. Those. I had an epiphany and you changed life. Well, you probably had an idea to change your life for a long time. The epiphany was just something that some chemical reaction in your brain decides you to push forward on that thing. Hmm. I was thinking, why can't she just manufacture epiphanies? Like, what well, it's, Native it's, Americans, they, were, they went out into this vision quest. Oh, yes. And so you quest. starve yourself. You went to the woods for two or three days. Maybe they give you some drugs and you pay away or something. Like, yeah. And then like, you see something. Yeah. You feel something. You probably can manufacture an epiphany. That can probably get you over the edge. I feel but that's like a lot of work. With epiphanies, isn't it more of like being able to connect? The, like the, the concepts are there in your mind. You, you thought of them in parts in different like bits far and wide. Yeah. And the epiphany is just the final culmination the of them coming together immediately as a rush that would be it'd be a good way to explain it that doesn't sound very scientific because like you know those thoughts you're thinking in your head that aren't like (laughs) tangible things that we can measure they're not like connected to neurons or anything that's them coming together it's like all right all right swami ass clown mcgee well this is for more of like other people and how they feel like if someone agrees with me out there then they're gonna be like you know what maybe that's right that's maybe what i've been thinking like that's what happens when i do it whenever i have those thoughts i'm not trying to be like scientifically yeah produce a paper that's gonna go on to fucking wall street see, journal yeah right like, i'm this, just saying, that's what like, i love like that's what i want i want things tangibly that you can put together right, you that's can true. put things on paper like all right like how can you create a belief? Like, yeah, yeah. If I want to, like, it's out there. How, if I want to know how people thought the Jews died in Nazi Germany, like they were the bad, the Jews were the terrible thing. How did that happen? Because yeah. if you can reverse engineer that, you can probably reverse engineer anything. I mean, they might have already done it. That's the thing. And so we would, if they did it, then you know they can create those beliefs, and we won't know because it's such a complex idea and mm-hmm. thought process. But I'm not going to be conspiracy serious and say that the government already controls most of the things we do because that's you know that's dumb. They, there's no. Someone told me one time, no, no one of two things. Conspiracy theorists can't explain ac- or they can't accept something as an accident. They have to make an explanation for something. Like right. if you give them something that could be an accident, like let's say Obama choked on a uh, banana peel, they're like, no, they murdered him because he was too. Uh, what was it? Like he died from choking on a banana peel. Too black. He, too black. They couldn't. They couldn't lie out in the White he, House. He had too much secret information. They had to kill him. He was going to release papers whenever he got to a certain point in his life. They had to kill him, or else it, you can't prove or disprove that claim. Right, right. But experience. Uh, what's like it called? Conspiracy theorists will 
basically be like he can't have died on a banana peel that's just too minimal he's a superhuman like he's he's been the president you know they can't they can't just accept the fact that some people just I think die. this is speculation I think it's more like they, they they rely on a theory that can't be proved and so then if you can't that's prove it it's just infinitely malleable and it's yeah. like you can just blame like oh this is fake news this is this fake. Yeah, this, that's that's true. There is fake news. Yeah. There's definitely fake news. Anything could be fake news, depending on how you shift your definition of fake news. True, true. Because hmm. it's like if it's got a, if you got an article from a very reputable website and it looks good, sounds great, and they put a little fake news in there, how do you know the rest of it isn't fake news? Yeah, you got to know the original story without like. Like that's where that's and where if they put things that don't that isn't necessarily fake news, but kind of smells of fake news. How do we know? How can you trust yourself to know that it's not fake news? You weren't there to see the thing. You have to base it on here, and so that becomes fake news. It just keeps. It's easier to just assassinate the sources saying contrary to whatever your theory is. That's where this weird kind of hive mind of people being able to easily talk to each other almost at light speed, yeah. information being able to travel at light speed, makes it kind of hard for me to accept the fact that there's not information getting around. Like there's like with Reddit, with Twitter, with any kind of instantaneous news source from people who are live on the scene that are not credited to any kind of bias. They're not like part of Fox News or CNN. People that are just normal human beings who might have an opinionated thought about it but you still have like plenty of other people who have a different opinion of thought it clashes immediately you to control that to be able to kind of force it one way or another to censor people because of just illegitimate reasons but you continue i'm just saying like with with people saying that the government's able to control our thoughts in the way that we think about certain events and kind of force us into corners. That. No one's saying that. There's lots of people on the internet well, say that. They're fucking stupid. Like, what like are we that's what I'm about saying. Yeah. yeah, the government cannot. Like, how are they going to control your? F- it's fucking ridiculous. Well, you saying manufacturer a- believes? That's uh, that's what I was talking about. Is like that's the kind of same thought process. Is the government being able to manufacture opinionative sides and push people to believe well, something? To, yeah, they try to like come up with. It's like, propaganda. Drugs are bad. Yeah, propaganda. It's propaganda. Propaganda. Yeah. I wish there was a better Reddit. <laughs> like, better maybe Reddit? there can never be a better Reddit because, like, Reddit's appeal is I want something. Oh, I got a thing. I got a question. I asked the internet, and what the internet gives me is professional writers writing a long, exaggerated piece about their thoughts about that issue. And it's like, I don't want to read that. Like, what is. Well, everyone downloads What is Housewife? And then what's the right in kind of upper middle class house, but like life hasn't been going particularly well. So she's got time to sit around the internet and talk on Reddit. What does she think? And it's like, oh, you can have that answer, and then seventeen more, the same thing. It's like, yeah. oh, and it's like in one paragraph. I'm like, hmm. Well, then you that's that's the the reason Reddit's so brilliant is because they push all the stuff that's not just blatant garbage to the bottom, and then all the good stuff all the way to the top. You know, but yeah. it's hard to. It's no, most of the time. This is the interesting. It's not thing. even good stuff. It's just popular stuff. Stuff that makes you feel good. And it's <laughs> normally the first things that are commented on. That's why it's so important to be first in this culture. Because the first things that get commented on, if you've got a really good legitimate answer, people will immediately see that and pop to the top. But let's say you're like the fifty eighth person who's commented something good. You're almost never going to be recognized. You're just going to stay at the bottom, or it's going to be in the oh, middle. You miss the, it's the influx of like you put the post up and like, oh no, new post. Let's check out this new post. Yeah, and it's like you have a, a short window to get post in there mm-hmm. so but then after like a couple days let's say you've got a really legitimate answer let's say you're oh, now you're fucked yeah you're not going to get that in there <laughs> it's your own post it's, it's going to be some co- crazy conspiracy theorist that everyone's like yeah it's totally it. <laughs> exactly 
Did it make that noise? What was that noise again? That was the perfect noise. Don't. What I'm not going to try and recreate it. Oh, go ahead. Look at that wave. Look at that sound wave. Oh, this is, this is, yeah, you, you should see some of our levels. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. You're going to have a lot of work to do. I'm sorry. Uh, I got a lot. Yeah. This is, <laughs> is going to be rough. Uh, any final thoughts? I think this went really, really well. I'm like super impressed as a small college project. Uh, oh, I was going to ask a question. I don't know if this will lead into another tangent or not, but if you were to either make a second season or bestow it, like transfer it and bestow it onto another person, not me, because I probably not have the influence to do this. Like, let's say someone comes up in the future and is like, whoa, I've seen this podcast. It's amazing. I need to get in contact with the main guy. Um, and all of a sudden this blows up. What would you do? What do you think about that? What's the, what's the what would I think like, about it? Like, Neat. <laughs> like it blows up and somebody wants to take and run with it. So they want to continue the podcast because I'm yeah. not continuing the podcast. Yeah. Um, I would say you need to have someone who has the guests in order. You need to have a scheduled date. It was mostly logistics mm. that were difficult on this. Yeah. Editing was kind of difficult. It didn't take that much. It wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Just more structure and logistics. Like okay. your your the Nate Squared podcast, which I'm disappointed neither of them are here. I was kind yeah. of expecting it, and they didn't uh, show, they didn't show up. They're just sorry. lazy motherfuckers that just it's like their day off. You should listen to their uh, <laughs> podcast on jujitsu. It's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah, and that's why it's so good. It's like, what do you take when two people that don't know anything about something people take very passionately? Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious is what it is. It's fucking who can win? Wing Chun Master Jiu Jitsu. Has Wing Chun It's the videos anything? you see on, no, on Facebook. It's <laughs> the videos that pop up on Facebook where you see well, like, what, uh, uh, Okay, how about this? What about a Jiu Jitsu black belt and like the greatest Tai Chi practitioner <laughs> in the world? Like There's, what What would happen? Bro, bro. What, what about what, a what, bear what, versus, uh, versus a Black, like a yellow belt, and they, like they have no idea what the belt systems are. No, they're like they're like they're like. What about a bear versus a person who has a gold belt? Well, this guy has a white belt with a blue stripe across it. So does yes. that mean like he's like they're both this, like kind of this guy's belt is brain. literally a tied up version of Switzerland's uh, uh fucking flag. He's obviously really good. He gets to wear his national flag. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It was exactly, they took that idea from me. I appreciate it. And that was super entertaining. Exactly what I wanted. Oh, God. So bad. Hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Well, Oliver, thanks for doing this. No problem. long podcast. Shit, an hour and 20 minutes. The longest sitting I think I've ever done on a podcast to date. I'm sorry. But it was fun. I think it it really wrapped everything up as a swan song of of sorts. Yeah. A little bit. When you're, you're doing a pod, you're doing a podcast, right? You bought the podcast equipment. You're gonna. Uh, I've been thinking about. It. I've just been working on the idea a little bit, and it's it's coming here and there. I'm glad Nathaniel's able to use it more than I am. I'm glad someone's using it. That's important. But you know. Yeah. What's well, your idea? Tell just spit all your idea a little bit. Just tell, a little but, tease, a little tease, a well, little tease. What well, you got? See, in your here's brain, the thing. Brain. I, I lead up the expectation, and then if I it falls flat on its face, that's that's terrible. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe you uh, should flesh out your ideas a little more. But exactly. maybe See, you should flesh yeah. it. Maybe it's been a long enough time. Like how long you've been sitting on these ideas? Like uh, not even a month. So. I'll see. You should have them fleshed out by now. Because <sighs> I've got ideas as well, and they got fleshed out in the first day. So it's. <laughs> what? What? I, was this made in a day? Was this like we're doing this tomorrow, Aaron? This was made. The general concept was made in a couple days. Right, right. But did you like the next day? It was like bam podcast. Well, it's I knew out. an idea for a podcast. Like, I had yeah. an idea, and I just had to make it tangible, and I needed to figure out I needed a co-host. I needed a few things. But yeah, see, I had a, I had see the, it took a while. Yeah, but see, I'm saying you have an idea for the podcast. So what's your idea for the podcast? That thing was already made. Uh, 
it was like with what it was going to be about it was more of you know how you see the deep dive essays on youtube about and i think everyone learns this in high school like this is a crazy thing that everyone learns in high school how to do an essay you know how to be able to construct your thoughts in a critical way that expresses your opinion i didn't, I didn't do any of this i have uh, no idea oh, what you're talking about well, i just went to class listened to the people and then did work and then that's like all the literature classes are the same it's just like make an essay about what this is about mm-hmm. and eventually you get better at it and they teach you yeah. about diction well this it, this on youtube you see this happen all the time uh, where people do these sort of video essays about their subject and they've got a, fl- a slideshow where they're really good at expressing their opinions. Um, well, there's some things this here around Tulsa that I wanted to kind of look into and do sort of a, like an auditorial essay on and kind of learn how to edit work off of it and be able to learn how to use editing softwares. It'd just be a fun skill to have and something fun to learn. Yeah, you should get so. something better than Audacity. Yeah, we've got Ableton. Steal it or we've we've got Ableton for free because of of the equipment we bought. It comes with it, so yeah. hopefully that'll work. Yeah, check it out. But Audacity, it's, <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it records recording yep. every like second. Like there's new waves that that can't that can't be fun to work with. It's got to be rough. No, no, you're it's recording me on your line and then you on my line but yeah but like you see how the the waves are appearing in chunks oh all be in real time that's because it's uh for really low def computers for really terrible terrible computers that can't process things quickly because it's generating a new map and picture every like couple seconds instead of every single millisecond so you need to put that insight in your next podcast you uh-huh. just like where you're like oh no it's this it's just trying to generate it and figure well, it out it's for terrible apply it. like or you can you know apply that same knowledge to like the new fucking my hero academia episode like who gives a shit no one cares about that do, do you, podcasts instead do you feel like i ex- i think this is something that happens do you get a one like piece wall scroll in your in your, your room yes, it, I did. It, it, for a was, long time. it was horrible it was it horrible was, so was i will give you shit for it that wasn't like, it wasn't like a bunch of big titty bitches all over my wall it it's was not better it was like, just, it's just not, it's not like neither of those that's are not good what options. i'm trying to say they're both negative it's like i not look dude i liked what i liked look it's like i've got this fedora but at least i don't have a pen it's you know it's it's for me it's old classic version of weeaboo it's not the new thing where they've got those t- stupid pillows and all that crazy stuff responsible drug use <laughs> it's important just gonna end it's on important responsible drug use drop mic all right so we will uh, come back with aaron and see what she has thought over the course. No, stay tuned. So that concludes part one of the finale, second to last episode of the entire podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Aaron will be on shortly. Elise has got a birthday, as I understand, tomorrow as I'm talking into this mic. Aaron's going to be there, and we're probably going to work out some way to do the podcast on Sunday. So the finale, finale of B30A is coming up soon. And though you have limited chances to tell us what you think of the podcast you still can just email us at b38podcast at gmail.com tell us what you thought of the podcast I'm interested Aaron's interested let us know see you guys in a week pushing for a week cross some fingers